Hey, it's Total Nintendo Parties, Bill Mudder, I'm Daniel Rudis, Bill Pops, a host, very pleased to you. We missed the first time around. This time, we're still going through Disney Through the Decades on the Disney Plus service. You go to the search bar, you click Disney Through the Decades, and you'll find, uh, this time. And it is, I would not know, neither of us had seen this before, mm, so, yeah. uh, this, yeah. It's, this was an actual Tardy to the Party episode we could have done. Yeah. Um, this is the oh. first time, this is the first adaptation of Swiss Family Robinson I've ever seen. I've never read the book. Never seen nope. any of the movies. Oh, I bet that book is boring as shit. <sighs> it's not even in English. I think it actually is written in Swiss. Because um, uh, I think the original title of the book, like the 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 Swiss Family Robinson, is the like the uh, the Us Family Robinson. Yeah, translated now. I think the original name of the book is like just the family who got lost or something like that. Because people point <laughs> out Robinson is not a Swiss name. No. Um, and I'm know, Swiss, so yeah. <laughs> you're Swiss. I'm Swiss. How are you Swiss? I mean, I'm a bunch of stuff, but, but mostly yeah. I'm Swiss. Oh, so is Rudis specifically a Swiss name? Rudis or? Hauser. It really? Was shortened from, it was shortened. My grandpa shortened it when he came to America because uh, he didn't. He thought Rudis Hauser was too much of a too long of a name. Uh, when did he come over? Oh, was it during like three... World War Two or World War One? Yeah, World War Two. <laughs> That's when my <laughs> grandpa came over. No, he was three, so I think it was like maybe. 1899 or somewhere around there one of my favorite things in in back to the future 3 is when doc explains that uh his family used to be the von Braun's, but they changed during world war one because they didn't want to be associated with the germans Mm. and i always thought that was kind of weird nice touch to back in the history of the i okay so this is all in your dna you're the reason why this movie even happened to begin with much less why we're talking (laughs) it's my fault um this is also too I thought mm-hmm. it would be a while before we would end up talking about the first movie that is not an actual Disney thing, something that Disney had inherited from someone else, which I think, at least right now, in this, as Disney through the decade stands right now, I think the first thing in the collection that we're going to hit chronologically is going to be Miracle on 34th Street, which mm-hmm. that was a Fox film, and Disney absorbed that through the Fox sale last year. Technically, technically, actually, this is the first non-Disney production that we've run into. Uh, yeah. Although be, this Disney absorbed this decades before anything mm. else, because uh, this is one of the first times Disney ever pulled their weight. I guess um, s- Disney in 1960 decided to mount their own production of Swiss Family Robinson uh, in color and everything with b- bigger budget, better special effects. And they were so worried about uh, that pr- of that version of the film being uh, perceived uh, negatively compared to this production that they went out of their way to buy the rights to this film and destroyed all the prints they could, which is wow. why this movie looks like it was filmed through a pirate's asshole because they destroyed all the good prints. <laughs> and I guess a couple... It's not only my, my favorite description you do is... S- being filmed through a pirate's Fired butthole. this movie up, I was like, why does this look so fucking bad? I know it's 1940, but there are better looking films from, like, the 1930s than this. Um, mm-hmm. fucking, you know, there's, there are stellar prints of the Wizard of Oz or Citizen Kane out there, but this looks like, looks like it was fucking dredged through the mud or something like that. And that's because Disney destroyed all the good prints, and I guess the, the print that we're watching today only survived through, like, film historians and stuff like that. Hmm. And, um, uh, so yeah, uh, this, this is an RKO production. And because RKO went out of business in the late uh, 1930s, uh, they're, they're, the rights to all their stuff kind of fled to the wind, and so I guess Disney could uh, pick up the rights of this film on the cheap. And so, yeah, they essentially stifled it for decades, until it, I guess until it hit Disney+, Plus, which is fucking hilarious! 
hilarious because now that you fire it up, it, it, they try to trick you. They have like the CGI Disney home video opening in the front done up in black and white. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, you fucking I assholes. <laughs> this is... Who, who are you tricking? At least put the 1940 era appropriate Disney logo in front of this. Don't put like the Disney home video from like 1988. I'm surprised it doesn't say coming to home video 1998's <laughs> Aladdin or something like that at the beginning. Because it's like, what did you do anyway? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is an adaptation of the... Who wrote this? Was It's not Robert Louis Stevenson because he wrote Robinson Crusoe, right? The, the a... actual book, you mean? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I didn't. Know. I should have looked up stuff cares. about the book. I didn't know anything about eh. the movie. All I know it's like Robinson Crusoe, except it's a family instead of one guy. Then again, all I know about Robinson Crusoe is that's what it's one guy stranded on an <laughs> island. Um, yeah. And I know uh, the only other thing to come out of this is the fact that, well, I guess not even out of this ad adaptation of the film. It's a result of the 1960 Disney production. Is that there's the Swift family Robinson tree at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Have you Which ever is gone? on the Tarzan tree. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Does Tarzan even build a tree? I mean, he lives in trees. the point that he's a monkey man. Why you don't usually he... build trees. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but Tarzan's not going to sit down with, like, a bandsaw. Because who the fuck cares about the Swiss family Robinson, who Bill? Who the fuck cares about Tarzan? Like, that's, the, that's a lateral move. All the very thirsty oh. Karens that get their photos taken with Tarzan at the park. Do they actually have a live dude dressed like Tarzan? Yeah, every now and then. Because, okay, because <laughs> it would be gruesome if it's a guy like, like, it's funny when they have the people dressed like Captain Hook. They could just have a guy mm -hmm. dressed like Captain Hook, but no, it's a guy in the foam rubber Captain Hook outfit. And Looks like that's Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I mean, then again, how do you like, okay, we need some like, you need to have like a minimum of H cup to, to be yeah. a live action uh, Jessica Rabbit. Um, but I love the idea of someone in a muscle, muscle. <laughs> <laughs> he got his muscular. I was gonna shirt. say muscular, but then I kind of show in a big foam rubber like Tarzan outfit. I do like the mm -hmm. idea you would have to like get a bunch of Chippendale guys up on uh, like uh, just lined up to like uh, in rotation to play Tarzan every week at the. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. But, but Tarzan doesn't like. He's not gonna build a treehouse. The whole idea is that he was raised by monkeys, so he's just gonna live like monkeys. He's not gonna build like stairs or a window. I didn't think he'd be this indignant about Swiss Family Robinson being trained with the Tarzan. They keep it Swiss Family Robinson. What you do is you build interest in there being a new Swiss Family Robinson film or something like oh, That's fucking dumb. Do they, is it still <laughs> existent? Is it Disneyland yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you think at Disneyland, that would be one of the first things they would tear down and replace. Nah, it's right in the, the middle of the. Well, it's not right in the middle. Is it middle. like right it's next right, to the Indiana Jones shit? It's already between Indiana Jones and Pirates. Okay, yeah, because oh, that's It'd be kind of hard to tear it down. Uh, I guess you could kind of turn it. I'm kind of surprised they just didn't turn it into like Jack Sparrow's treehouse or something like that. Yeah, Jack Sparrow, well known for his treehouse. I, you and know, in those movies, Tarzan makes more sense than Jack Sparrow. <laughs> what are you talking about, know. Bill? I, I, You're I, like Tarzan didn't have a treehouse. Maybe Jack Sparrow. Well, they need to put a bunch of red lasers in there, and then suddenly it's Iron Man's treehouse. You know, <laughs> they could do something if they wanted to. Look at Luke sure. Skywalker's treehouse. Uh, I know there's a big uh, point of contention, especially. Now that uh, the guy who ran the Disney parks, well, he wasn't. He was 
in charge of the whole Disney Corporation until Bob Iger just came back this week to be all like, oh no, coronavirus fucking up our parks. I'm coming back even though I just retired. But there was a big fear that like, because I guess the guy who's the biggest guy at Disney who's been pushing to convert all of the pre-existing rides at Disneyland into like IP, like it can't just be Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. It would mm. be like Pirate. Well, I guess Pirates of the Caribbean is still existing Disney stuff, but it would be like a license. It would be like it would be a Marvel treehouse. It would be a Star Wars treehouse. You know, it wouldn't just be like, well, yeah, so. Yeah. Anywho. But hey, Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> so. It's a movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a movie. It's black and white. Um, do you know, mm-hmm. Did you know anything about this movie going into this, about stars or anything like that? Nope. Um, did you uh, recognize the voiceover dude at the beginning who's explaining what's going on? Nope. That is... It sounded like it was trying to be Orson Welles. Was it Orson Welles? Uh, it would be fucked up if it didn't sound like Orson Welles, because this is Orson Welles' first theatrical film yeah. role. It was te- which is funny, because Citizen, con- uh, Citizen Kane comes out just less than a year after this. Yeah, so... I thought this had a very uh, 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 magnificent Amber Sands opening with, like, everybody uh-huh. has a, a boot horn in their home. <laughs> What is he's like? Everyone's here. They're a bunch of assholes. They're a bunch of rich fucks. This country needs airing out. What's that? Look at all these white people. They suck ass. Well, that is kind of tenor of the opening because it's showing how everyone's like. I guess uh, uh, England is still fighting Napoleon, but it's all like. But England's a bunch of assholes, and they're all dancing and drinking and shit. So okay, since we'll get into it, it starts with somebody pulling the Swiss Family Robinson book off the shelf because these idiot, these idiot old timey people watching this movie wouldn't know what's up unless it's a book they'd be like did i just time travel back to the 1800s yeah this is still one of those things it's funny because that actually does seem more like a disney studios affectation than something someone else would do so it's even fun Mm. kind of funnier to find out this is not actually a disney movie because it's so like yeah we don't want to blow everyone's mind by jump by thinking that they're actually time traveling just by starting the movie like he should yeah (laughs) Yeah. especially because it's a it's like a teenage girl who gets the book off the shelf and she holds Mm -hmm. it up to the camera and then the credits roll and then she like lovingly hands it to someone else and then she sits down and she's like, I can't come unless my daddy's reading me this was family oh, no. Robinson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the, the voiceover, it kind of says like, hey, it's the 1813 Napoleon was gone done run rampant all over Europe and London was like a real nasty boy. I that's, think that's what the narrative is. That's filthy, place. man. Everyone got their they're fucking filthy. dicks wet. It's they all... got their can-cans going on. They're not oh. wiping their butts all the way. Sometimes they're like, like a, a dingleberry is acceptable is what they Could said. You... <laughs> Could you imagine, like, this film starts with, like, ooh, London is so scandalous. Could you imagine a, a movie starting nowadays being, like, ooh, 1920 was so scandalous. Yeah, ooh, the flappers filthy and... animals. Well, they're <laughs> the only flappers doing, doing this their to justify dances. why the fucking dad is such a fucking puritanical fucking weirdo at the start of this movie. <laughs> and and through the entire movie, you mean. I Regency London, or say mm-hmm. there was a, a very huge gulf between the rich and the poor. I mean, this is all this set in the stage for Dickensian London, where shit got really nasty. So yeah. I mean, the book kind of has a little bit of well, at least I don't know. I'm assuming this is faithful to the book, but the narrative is not completely wrong. But when mm-hmm. the, I thought there was, I thought the fucking Napoleon had been overthrown by like the teens. When did that shit know. start? Anyway, go ahead. So then, uh, he's like, and some people wanted a better, less nasty world for their kids, like William Robinson, a clockmaker from Switzerland, who moved to 19... Moved to London in the 1800s. Fucking shit. Napoleon Wars ended in uh, 1815, so if they just waited a week and a half, none of this would... (laughs) Yeah. He did that. He's filling out a form 
for an application to permit to leave in my England in this pee-pee-soaked heck hole. That's his actual legal reason for leaving. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 well, I was going to say, it's a little bit like Sweeney Todd, because Sweeney Todd ends up in Australia, and that's where he's trying to go to. Um, mm, do you recognize the dad is. from this? You wouldn't, because you hate I, Christmas. Well, he was in a, something that we watched for this very podcast, Bill. Oh, what was he in? He was, I won't make you guess, because you'll never guess it. He was <laughs> the drunk reporter guy that was friends with the oh. other reporter lady from uh, 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 Mr. Smith Goes to I'm going to say that makes sense, because it's Capra, and his biggest role that he's most well-known for, he played uh, the drunk, uh, fucked-up Uncle Billy in It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, mm -hmm. Which is funny, because it's only, like, maybe five or six years after this, and in that movie... They really present him as like this doddering ninety-year-old fuck-up, and this and in this, and he's supposed to be a hearty, healthy, like forty-year-old guy. But yeah, um, yeah. Man, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> it's funny because like they it just I'm already jumping. Well, he's a taking bit. he's taking his full whole family to Australia. You know the place. What with the criminals in 1813, and they already Great knew about families. like the crocodiles and stuff too. So it's not like. It's already known that, like, you only go to Australia. There's a reason why they're dumping the criminals in Australia. Because no one wants to live there. But this guy's like, you know what? That's the place I want to be. I'm going to fill up the truck and move the family. Like, yeah. it's it's And, and, and j to justify this decision, the camera suddenly cuts to his family fucking around in the next room. And they're the oh, bunch, of, bunch of biggest took, preening shits in the I world. I took so many notes about this, this whole section. It's like, first ten minutes, I got so many notes. <laughs> And it's, then not much for the It's like Knives Out, but so, slower and more boring. But like, this whole family's a bunch of fuck-up... So fucking... his wife is playing a harpsichord, singing a stupid song to her toddler, and they're just oozing whiteness all over. Oh, God. And, and speaking of whiteness, here comes her shitty dandy's boy son, Jack, in the front door. He's talking like a Simpsons parody of the 1800s, calling oh, the butler a, a disgrace because his sock is not starched. Oh yeah, he's like he's like shitting on the fucking butler, and uh -huh. he's uh, it is pretty impressive because they found someone who like even in his profile he looks like the New Yorker logo guy, like he's got mm. this nose that, that's <laughs> yeah. like a triangle, and he just looks like he was born like sniffing. Like holding his nose up at other people's shit. It's 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 actually fantastic casting, and and he's like a perfect oh. Regency dandy. And he's such he's you just got... already want to fucking fucking throw ninja throwing stars at this guy's balls already. Holy shit! He's got these stupid little spectacles he holds up to look at things, <laughs> yeah. but like a foot from his face is fucking kid. Man. Oh my god! Yeah. And hey, hey. Hey, kid named Jack, his name is Jack, do not announce yourself to your mother by sneaking up behind her and softly kissing her neck. No, sir, no, do not do that. that. You're already supposed to be grossed out by the fa this family. Which, actually, considering all the things they do that make you want to hate this family, the fact that they make the dad so hateable five minutes after this even speaks to how <laughs> yeah. despicable the dad is. Because suddenly you actually start getting sympathetic for all these assholes. And, so you know, she's I'll, like, hey, I'm going to throw this go out as a little note. Uh, just, uh, I guess... He played, I guess it's funny, it was perfect casting. I guess he got famous because he had played Little Lord Fauntleroy and something else right around this time, which, hey, that's perfect mm. casting. I guess this guy get did get uh, tight cast. And he also was something and something else that was even more popular than this where he also played another dandy, except that he got thrown into, like, the ocean or something like that, which mm. he got parodied. He's actually in one of those big Looney Tunes cartoons where it's just nothing but a bunch of celebrity cameos for five minutes. Mm. And he's actually mm -hmm. one of the celebrity... Uh, caricatures in that cartoon. He's, he would be one of the ones that we wouldn't recognize because this guy was so obscure. 
And this guy was also the model for, have you ever read, um, uh, Catcher on the Rye? No. In the book Catcher on the Rye, it's suggested, uh, I think by, at least by Holden's sister and a couple other people, that Holden Caulfield, the main character in that book, looks like this dude. So I'm just throwing out there mm. if you care about uh, to Catcher on the Rye, but, yeah, this I guy, fucking, okay, I, I, I don't even remember, I don't, I don't know any of the characters' names other than there's this guy, <laughs> There's oh, lesbian is... little sister, and then there's big strapping bro uh, brother, and that's the, it. The, yeah. the oldest brother's Fritz. Okay. The, uh, um, the middle or the, the 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 bookworm is Ernest, and this is Jack. I forgot. Very it's supposed very to be Swiss, Swiss names. They kept all the fr yeah. Everyone sounds like fucking Frankenstein characters. Yeah, Ernst and Fritz and God, I fucking Although, hate I this mean... dandy piece of shit. <laughs> So he, she's like, hey, Jack, you look real good, and your jacket looks cool. And he's like, oh, this old rag my tailor threw together. Yeah, it's And then uh, he looks and is like, hey, Mom, your New Year's parties, and calls some old lady a pious bore, and he abhors that old woman. He's like, like he's a ball of entertainment. And then his mom says uh, she hopes he'll be there for the party, and he says, too stuffy for me, my sweet. Hey, why don't you kiss her neck again while you say that, you creep? That's the whole thing, is you're supposed to be like, yeah, I mean, audiences in 1940 were already so wanting to punch this guy in the neck, so, yeah. <laughs> so, And it even um, ages even more now that we're watching this long almost a century even after that, too, so, oh. He says Lady Angela got first dibs on him now, and uh, she asks him why he's so serious at his age, and he responds that there's five million in the family stocking, my duck. My duck? Uh, what the fuck did you, did you just call your mom a duck? Yeah, that's the I mean, that's the I mean this is the they're doing this just to set up the justification for why the dad has to beat all this bullshit out of them by making them go to Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so, funny too because uh, I was just raving about the movie Emma, which is funny because that's exactly this. This is exactly when that. But this is all when Jane Austen was writing all of her Regency books mm. and stuff like that too. So I've got I've, I've so, actually got all the stuff in my mind. He'll lie about his age and nail that girl, provided his father doesn't fuck it up. And then he says, Hearts, boots, and beavers, mother. Think of what I could do with five million. Hearts, boots, and beavers? That's, you know, that's what you say when you're a dandy. It's all dandy talk. That's all the stuff that Mr. Burns would say when he was a little kid in, like, 1892 or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hearts, boots, and beavers. So... The next kid, Ernest, comes in the front door and tells the butler, You can't guess what I'm giving you for Christmas! And the butler's like, Let me guess, the fucking book. And why, yes, the dialogues of Plato, very nice addition too, but don't be creasing the pages, pages like you did with my Marcus Artilius. And hey, fucker, you giving me a book as a gift? I'll wipe my beehole with it if I want. Uh. Fucking can't stop me. And everyone's coming in the room, they got this huge big foppy hats and everything too. It's, it's pretty mm -hmm. good costuming. Yeah. So, uh, he comes in being all white and proper and ranting to his mother about hey. how the head says he's certain for an Oxford scholarship someday. Ho! They do. I honestly, I legitimately thought this was like a 13-year-old girl. Because they weigh <laughs> like, they put like, she, he's got like eyelashes and they smeared mm -hmm. like lipstick onto his face because his lips are always kind of, he's got like lip gloss on. And he's always like, yeah. oh, and he's got this little bob haircut and everything like this. Totally looks like a fucking 13 year old lesbian. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. blows my, he's so like, uh, uh, which, uh, what the fuck did this, this is the other thing. Like this dad's like shitting <laughs> on his kids. What did he do to like make these? Cause he seems to be kind of grounded. How did his kids end up so so fucked up? 
Like, yeah, I guess oh, the schools God. and his mother are paying yeah. for him. And obviously he's not present, so... Well, that's what he says later, that, like... And, and he tries to do that without throwing too much salt at the mom. But, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's what, it doesn't really matter. It's just, it's no, just plot it machinations doesn't. to justify what yeah. he wants to get out of here. Yeah. Yep. So, um... He asked Jack where their fisticuffs brother of theirs is, and he's like, I don't know, probably held up by some petticoat, and his mother's like, oh, Jack, don't say such things. And he said, it's all right, mother. I know what petticoats are because of school. And he sounds like a real wild-ass school he's going to. Wow, yeah, yeah, okay. And Jack is like, shit, yeah, he writes about that hot shit in his diary. And I'm just like, hey, hey, look, the baby, and dogs, I love dogs. God, in this fucking movie, not so much now, but later, they really rely on the whole, like, the kid is the smartest one out of them all, and, like... Well, I mean, (sighs) yeah. So, the dad comes in, I guess he knocks on his own door so the butler can open it for him. I did not understand what was going on at the beginning part of this movie, because, wait, yeah, exactly, the fact that he has to be greeted like he's a house guest in his own home. Yeah. Which, I guess, maybe Mm -hmm. drives home the fact that, like, he's a stranger in a strange land, even in his own home, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. So he's, he's, um, the butler asked him if he's decided, and he's decided, I've done it. So <laughs> You're this fucking fired. Guess what? It's going to move his whole family to Australia, and didn't mention it to any of them, but did tell his butler about it. Cool, cool, cool. You're a real cool guy. It's pretty so, bad when uh, the only, your only friend in the whole family is actually the butler more than anyone else. That's how this guy needs to his... look at his own priorities more than what's going on with his family. Like, this guy needs to spend more time at home or something. How much time <laughs> does he have to spend? Can he not just work on clocks at home? Jesus nah, Christ. Anyway. How did he get this but rich ha- making clocks? <laughs> ah, who knows? Anyway. Again, that's not so, the point, but like, yeah. No. So, uh, he says everybody's gonna hate it since, uh, that one asshole wants to marry the Lady Angela and the other kid wants to be a soldier and start shooting fools. Well, he starts dressing down to his oldest son because he's, the oldest son seems to be the only practical one, but he starts raving about how much he wants, he loves Napoleon. Oh, well, hold on, so, we're not there yet. Yeah. Hold on, well, but the I'm kid just saying, hasn't even come But, like, that's, that's, that's the thing with the sons, because, like, the, 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 mm. the, the youngest one, he's too into books, he's too smart. The middle he's one's a fucking smart. dandy. And the oldest mm-hmm. one, he's, he's, he's a strapping dude, but his politics are all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but he did arrange a comfortable pension for Thorin, his butler. And isn't that dandy? He's probably gonna get a goat and some parsnips. Great. <laughs> so... He says, oh, I can end my days back in Switzerland, and the dad led, says, let me know when my last kid gets home, and that piece of shit rolls in at 5.15, is a real piece of garbage right away, telling Thorne, hurry up and take my coat, or I'll take my boot to you. <laughs> hey, fuck you, man. I, this is my last day, you can go eat all my ass. Hey, guess what? <laughs> I have a hard time getting me making me eat my boot all the way from Australia, motherfucker. And such be like, Australia, what are you talking about? And Butler should be like, yeah, just, you go in that room and you find out, you piece of shit. Flips him off as he walks back. Lifts his butt cheek and like lets out a huge honking fart and just starts giggling. I've yeah. been holding that in for 39 years. God, yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, the, yeah, the old son does go in. Und- yeah. Under his coat, he's dressed like a nutcracker. Yeah, yeah. So he goes in with the rest of his family. I and think says, he is oh, supposed man. to be like at the military academy or something. Yeah. yeah. 
And my colonel thinks I'm pretty dope. Why, if we were still in Switzerland, I'd fight with Napoleon because I just think he's the bee's knees. Oh my god. It's, it's probably not the smartest thought to have in London at the time, but okay. That is a hell of a statement. That's like walking around there and like, hey, you know what? That, that is from Osama Bin Laden. I think he's got some good ideas. You? And you have the actual <laughs> military academy. Like, what the hell? How did you? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the dad rolls in and is like, hey, yo, throw those New Year party invitations in the trash. It I'm is great. Yeah. Ruin now, why did he let his, ma- his, his wife go on this long with planning this party when he's like, I know the party's tomorrow night. Because he's, like, he's an what? asshole. Jesus. So he gives the boys five pounds a month in, uh, of pocket money, and their mother probably gives them another five. What was that in 1913? Fuck if I know. Christ, I can imagine. But Jack how, does... like how the finances worked and the Dickensian shit we've talked about, that that mm. sounds like it's got to had to have been a huge fortune. Well, Jack does say it's a mere bagatelle for a gentleman of fashion, whatever wow. the fuck that means. Yeah. So the dad had a shilling a month when he was hit their age, and he had to work for it. And the mom's like, there's no need for our sons to work for their money. They should just lay around all day getting their assholes powdered if they want. And the dad wonders if they could even work if they wanted, if they needed to. And Jack says, what a fatiguing suggestion. Hey, go fuck yourself, Jack. Yeah. So they tell him, these are modern times, whatever argument that is. Civilized, bah, war's all over because of one short fuck you love so much over there. He's not a great man. You know who was? Jesus. Uh, I forgot this is, yeah. You forgot all the guns. It's like the one thing they managed to take with them to the fucking Australia. Well, no, I guess they do take more stuff, but it's the one thing that survives with them to the island, but yeah. That Mm -hmm, fucking painting, um, Christ. I fucking hate it when old-timey shit's all like, we can't forget about baby Jesus and all of this, though. It's like, oh my god. So... Mom's like, ah, who cares? There's a party on New Year's. Look, here's <laughs> like the fabric like, for yeah, my gown. Isn't hot yeah. shit? He hasn't seen much of his son since they've been at school. One is we want it to be a murderer. One is a super dandy. And one is a priggish little bookworm. Take that, you book we- reader. Well, Your that's... father calls you priggish. So this is the part where the, yeah, the guy dresses down as much as everyone's presented them as being a huge piece of shit so far. Mm-hmm. The dad just dresses them down about like, he's like, oh yeah, you're, you're a motherfucker and here's why. You're a piece of shit and here's why. <laughs> and like the guy was like, like it's your fucking family, dude. Like what the fuck? Like I can see maybe you're not, not everyone's in love with their own family, but holy fuck, man. Like well, the, he, even the baby's not safe because well, he's like, he's like, ah, he could be cool, but he refuses to speak and tell us what he thinks. Fucking babies refusing to speak. And that's the third throughout the rest of the film with the baby is like the, the baby's the secret the smartest one of all. And it's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. fucking. Well, maybe uh, the baby doesn't want to speak because every time it makes noises, it's obviously a forty-year-old woman going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess the it's baby is played by a girl too, but they like it, they're doing the old timey, yeah, fucking. Ah, oh, oh, it's no. not old timey. They How? still do that where like some middle aged, middle aged lady voices all toddler babies and whatnot. Yeah. So actually, so... They, this movie managed to make the magical turn within 15 minutes of me wanting to kill everyone in this movie. Now I suddenly want everyone to kill the dad because dad's a <laughs> yep. fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah, so mom is like, they're splendid boys, and dad says, like, the fuck they are, I love them, but they suck ass. The first ten minutes of this movie proved that, and so we're gonna move to a new land. I even sent this an- this asshole's resignation to his military camp. That's fucked up, man. I've Jesus. struggled and prayed for months, and this fool has Can been you... thinking about this for months and didn't even mention it and to his like, family. And it's like, literally, like, they're moving, 
like the next day. It's not even like, oh, yeah. you're thinking sometime next year we're going to make the movie. He's like, like <laughs> I, I already sold my factory and this house, and we're moving Monday. Pack yeah. up the silverware and the Christ paintings. It's time to go. Oh, my God. And I Ernest do love it cuts to everyone getting prepared. The fucking... The, the little lesbian, she's crying in the in her book. <laughs> I like the, like she's like literally like going, oh Terry and like and I well I yeah okay I, so. the little lesbian's journal is kind of a like a like a framing device for the rest of the movie yeah. too. But then we don't quite in, see that yet. In, but he writes in his diary, it is very sad to have a home broken up. Mother cried and I did, comma too. Yeah, but I suppose father knows best. And he's writing in cursive, but unconnected cursive. Yeah, I so it's a little. Thought he was supposed to be the smart one. I think but... they kind of show his 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 writing gets a little bit better throughout the film, which makes sense. But mm. yeah, well, you know, also I should also point out too. This, this is something I'm going to forget later. Um, I guess the original book takes place over the course of ten years, whereas I guess the movie takes place over the course of like ten weeks. Because that kid never that's gets older. It's a couple older. years because it starts in nineteen. Well, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Movie. But if you just go by like the how everyone ate, no one like the especially the little kid who's only like a year old is still like a year old at the end of the movie. So yeah. yeah. But uh, within so how long is it supposed to be? Like I don't know because it starts in 1913, and by the time the, the Napoleon arrives for them at the end, they say Napoleon's been defeated. Yeah, and I just saw yeah the, the Napoleonic Wars ended in uh, uh, 1815, which uh, two years sounds about right. Like, considering, like, all the shit they go through in this, but, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, Castaway takes place over the course. It's only, quote-unquote, only four years, but, yeah, four Mm. years by yourself on a desert island. That's a long time. So, now they're sailing on a boat where they expect me to read the captain's log in actual cursive. Yeah. I fucking can't say enough bad things about cursive every time. They're just saying they're just taking a whole bunch of animals for the colonists in Australia. Sailing to Australia with cargo, domestic animals for the colonists, and the only passengers on board are the Robinsons, and they're all there so bored and week after week on this boat with nothing to do but wear their fancy clothes and bitch about knocking their snuff boxes overboard. Oh, no. Uh, When we start off the thing, it's like the 40th day of the voyage, you know? Yeah. And the dad's like, yeah, I know you guys won't shut up about how much you hate me. It's cool, though. We're going to Australia. Yeah, nothing dangerous there. And then time passes when uh, sunlight gets stronger. The barometer says stormy weather is approaching. And you could tell it's serious because the subtitles for the animals underneath says clucking intense increases and mooing loudens. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good, yeah. So mooing they send the... They send the Robinsons below deck where they can look out the window at the giant waves, which is this uh, a bucket with somebody yeah, spla- slapping with a hand. I, I do appreciate they don't rely too hard on special effects in this thing, but that's because it's obviously just a toy boat in a, in a bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they're like, oh, where's our biggest boat? Oh, no. And the model boat gets slammed with some waves and some text pops up on screen and says, Captain and crew washed overboard. The flying swan, a battered hulk. The merciless sea is its master. I was reading so, something about how in the, in the I think it's the 1960 Disney version, they're attacked by pirates? I think there is a mm. storm, but there's also a whole subplot with pirates. I kind of wonder if that's actually in the original book, because that actually sounds kind of exciting. Um, mm. I mean, granted, it is still kind of fucked up that like, like they get fucked up and des- you know deserted at sea in the middle of a storm. It is funny that like, well, I guess it's because they all they're they're the only people who decided to remain uh, topside. But like, it is funny that like everyone, the entire crew, just gets unanimously washed aboard or washed off the yep. ship, whereas everyone else is safe and intact. And yeah, 
Yep, so time, uh... The, the boat uh, model comes to rest against the rocks, and Ernest sees an island in the distance and loses his damn mind. Oh, mother, father, <laughs> an island. Oh, our prayers have been answered. Oh, goodness gracious. Mm. It's totally like that, though. You're not even exaggerating. Yeah. It's just so no, like, I'm oh, not. my God. Yeah. That guy, that that poor kid is like the genesis of every, every awful gay caricature in pop culture ever since. Uh -huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, boys go on above deck to look at it where just everything's covered actually, in Actually, it looks pretty good because it's a full-size set. Mm. I don't know if they just took the same yeah. set and smashed it up, but it is. They're all actually on a rocking set and it's all, like, covered in seaweed and everything's bashed yeah. up. And actually, it does look like they spent some money on that. Yeah, so they can't swim because they're all dandies. And Jack says, after seven strokes, I'm shocked, babe. Seven strokes? Damn, man, that's pathetic as fuck even for a dandy. Yeah. So oh, God, a little lesbian's like, oh, what fun! Like, yeah. he's, he's just constantly just amazed and excited by everything, and it's like, oh, geez. He thinks we could cut some barrels and taff and paddle to shore. Oh, just like in the rivers back home. Oh, it'll be ever so fun. Yeah. And, uh, maybe make a raft for the bomb and the baby and get guns and shits for maybe savages. Uh-oh. You know what? I was shocked. <laughs> I was pulling on my collar, being like, oh, oh uh, yeah, I, I, I was I was thinking about looking back up and seeing, like, what the cultural uh, sensitivity warnings were on this movement. I guess it didn't mm -hmm. have to be really too much of an issue. But, uh, but yeah, the dad gets so... the idea to, to empty all the barrels in the hold, cut them in half, which I guess makes sense because they would be watertight, and, like, yeah. strap them together so they can take uh, as many of the ducks and stuff as possible. Oh, no, they take the, also yeah. the other... Um, the unused barrels that they're not going to use for the raft, they tie them to all the, like, the sheep and the ducks, or not the ducks, but, like, the sheep, the goats, and the cows and stuff yeah. like that. And, man, this gets uncomfortable, because they, like... Oh, we'll get to it, yeah, yeah. hold on. Anyway, yeah, you talk. Really, they're not quite there, right? So, they make the raft, and they... But they can't take all of Ernest's books, and or the ton of Mother's clothes, well, because and there's the raft also, will barely the hold gold. their egos. I think the middle son is the one, like, yeah. but what are we going to do with, like, we've got they're all They're like, gold. look at all the gold we found at the captain's core. Savage, our uh, salvage laws, right? We could take it, and he's like, what the fuck are you going to do with the gold on the it's island? It's a deserted island. Leave that like, shit, well, you fucking assholes. I don't know how easy it was to die for gold, because, like, my first instinct would have been, like, you could just leave it here, we could always come back for it later, but if the the Hulk soaks to the bottom of the ocean, God knows how deep it is, that would have yeah. been difficult to dive down and get it, unless, I don't know. Although, they're close so, enough, they're right next to a reef, so it can't be that, that deep. Who knows? Anyway, but still, yeah. So, uh, now... Uh, they're gonna film. The filmmakers are gonna throw some farm animals in the water because they're real dickholes. God, yeah. This and is now one of these we things I wonder them. how many fucking. It's funny that I don't care so much about like, oh my god, they could have killed a, a moose, but like a moose. A moose. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> moose. Yeah, that, that's this is actually the adaptation where they're, they're they're going from Canada to fucking Australia. Uh, I don't care so much about like the, the like the, the the donkeys or the the cows, but like the fact mm. that they get, like there are two dogs that they take with them. Yeah. Like I kind of wonder like oh my god how many dogs these they go poor through. Dogs the, the dogs are forced to like, jump water, off the ship. Blowing a giant fan at these poor dogs. Yeah, it's like big waves and the dogs are having just, a hard time staying keeping their heads above the water. And it's they like, just oh, really wanted to film these animals having a bad bad day. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where like if you care about animals at all, you're gonna be like a little like. Arr. And it goes on for two. That's long, yeah. Too. Well, I mean, it's a movie from 1940, so everything goes on like like half as longer than it actually should. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, everything's going awful. Everything's real choply. But did the the. the 
bookworm kids like let's follow the ducks which takes them to nice calm water yeah and they get to land it is a minor miracle with the that dogs they make it to shore because because uh, so what they did with with the watertight barrels is that like they're all sitting on top of the barrels but that just means the barrels are just collecting water the whole time so the mom's having to empty out the water and so I mean, yeah. it's still stormy and rainy so everything's filling up and they barely make it to shore uh, but yeah, they, uh, well, no, that's the thing, because they almost uh, smack into, yeah, because uh, at first it looks like they're going to smack into the shoals surrounding the island, but yeah, the middle son sees that the ducks are heading towards another part of the island, and they follow the ducks, and that's where they actually end up on a, on a soft beach, and mm -hmm. can disembark okay, yeah. So, uh... That's right. Various animals watch them get off the raft uh, from land, and then they get, they get to praying. And thanks for shipwrecking us, Lord. Cool beans. Good idea, God. Good yep. idea, Dad, you fucking <laughs> Except dipshit. he's saying that legitimately. I'm like, oh, thanks yeah. so much. Um, so don't, it's, doesn't the family kind of like, they, don't they like, like, oh, hey, hey, thanks, Dad, a little bit here? And he's like, well, I guess it is my fault, but we need to make do as best we can, maybe. right? Uh, so they get all the livestock off the boat, and they got to make Mother's bed very soft. She's very tired, and... and uh, Jack says, it's not all beer and Skittles for us either. <laughs> Did they just invent Skittle Brown? He's just saying, he's just putting random consonants together just to make new words. Yeah. So the mom tells the dad it's gonna suck ass here, but she'll do whatever he wants. And this motherfucker says, obedience is a virtue, though sometimes lacks charm a little. Is he throwing shade at this shipwreck wife? A little bit, <laughs> just to be like, that's, that's the... Th I'm gonna fucking punch hey, his dad. Hey, I know you're so obeying bad. me, but you could be a little bit more charming about like, it. Come on, guys, you could be a little more like thankful about the fact that, like, we, uh, yeah, this. I almost got you killed. Take you to to Australia, where you would definitely be killed, judging from how you behave here. I'm kind of surprised more the movie shit. addresses the fact that this dad is a little bit more of a nutcase. Not that they've ever suggested he's a nutcase, but I do appreciate that later on they do uh, broach the subject. The mom was like, "I don't think you necessarily want to leave this place." And I thought, I've, there was a brief moment where I was like, oh my god, like, are they gonna have to make it so they have to kill the daddy to get off the island? And it doesn't go that far, although, if they may remake this movie today, that would totally be the thing. It would turn into, like, a, like a, like a family social horror film by the end of the, the, the story, but be like the, so, the, 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 the but Yeah. All their food is waterlogged and ruined, but no worries, here comes a toddler with the 40-something-year-old lady's voice with a crab. So they eat crab. And, like, uh, the dads are like, oh, the elder statesman has found our new source of food, the sea. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then later, Ernest and the toddler call everyone over, come see what we found, good heavens, because they found a tortoise. So they eat that for dinner, the fucking monsters. That thing was, like, 170 years old. They just fucking ate it. Great. Oh, they better so, hope it breeds fast, because they're going to be eating more of those things. Yeah. Uh-huh, so Jack gets to wash the ditches. His dandy hands, and Fritz will help him. Oh, my goodness. Their world is topsy-turvy. The dad mentions something about preparing seeds for next year's harvest, and everybody's like, the fuck you talking oh, about, right, old Jack man? because Jack is asking, like, okay, uh, wait, is Jack, Jack's the middle one, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, the little lesbian asks about, like, do we take the grain and feed it to the ducks? Oh, and wait, that's... no, I thought you meant Jack. Wait, who's Jack? Jack's the dandy. Jack's the dandy. Okay, so Ernest the little lesbian... Is the book. Little lesbian is the one, okay, we need to go feed the ducks, and the dad's like, the ducks are going to have to fend for themselves because we need that grain yeah. of plants. And that's when the mom first... That's the first inkling of the mom being like, you're planning to stay here. You're And, like, she starts to get worried that, like, yeah, he's... I mean, from his perspective, that makes sense that, like, okay, well, we have to... Like we we have to save this stuff. We have to start planning for the idea that we may not we may not be 
immediately rescued because the storm obviously blew us off all the trade routes, so it's not like there's going to be boats sailing by every day. And yeah. so he starts to find saying that, but the mom is already like, it does It does also speak to how fucked up this dad may have always been, that the mom's first inkling is like, he may want his us here, like, yeah. and, and, and it's funny the movie doesn't make any more of a meal out of that too much, but like, yeah, again, just, well, yeah, if they made this movie again today, this would be the first inkling of shit going real bad in the story, but yeah. They're like, hey, a ship could pass it tonight. We should build a, a signal fire. And all the boys are like, oh, yeah, signal fire. What fun? What what? And they all run off. <laughs> what what? What what? And then um, uh, the dad thinks, mom's talking to the dad, and he thinks this is all super cool. His boys are going to become men. Yeah. And he says, for the first time in my life, I'm proud of my sons. This family's dad. awful. <laughs> so like his sons them... are assholes but he's like you're not helping your case here dad no so they, they made a pillow of wildflowers for the mom because they're a bunch of nerds and they wild <laughs> whatever here wild mom flowers. we made you a big sack of pollen <laughs> put your face so she... in it and go to sleep Yep, and she's like, you will keep the signal fire burning, won't you? And he's like, yeah, I guess. And I thought that was going to be more of a plot point. You kind of see that they've nah. been keeping the signal fire lit throughout yeah. the uh, early part of the movie. Towards the end of the movie, they kind of forget about it, but I thought that was going to be yeah. more of a plot point, but no. Again, if that they, was made today, though, like the signal fire yeah. would probably be something that, that they would literally end up becoming to blows over by the end of the movie, though. Yeah. But yeah. The next day, they explore the beach for miles and find nothing. The seas have calmed down, so I guess they'll go on a boat and get more supplies from the big boat and maybe the gold, too, because it'll make these asshole boys happy. Yeah. And Fritz uh, stays behind to watch his mother. So the boys help Dad paddle out to boat where they see a land tortoise swimming in the ocean because they're never known to do that. So the boys tie a rope around it and it pulls them to the Why did they... Uh, this is, yeah. Uh, tortoises don't swim in the sea, man. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Not not exactly scientifically accurate. No. I guess in the original book, At least too, it's not a real tortoise. I was reading something about the original book, and the original book is just, like... The dad's even more just, like, randomly, even though he's just a clockmaker, is just, like, randomly, like, the super hardcore, just, like, knows how to live off the land, like, m way more than anyone in, in, in his job or station would ever know. And, like, mm. all the animals and all the plants and the thing are all, it's, like, there's, like, giraffes and lions and elk and, like, stuff from, like, every different continent living on this one island mm. and all. The same thing with all the plants and stuff. Like, like, whoever wrote the book, like, it was just pure fantasy and none of it makes sense. And I guess the movie's mm. falling along. We're, like, we're just gonna throw whatever animals we could steal from the local Burbank petting zoo and throw them <laughs> into this water yeah. tank and, yeah. Um, so, they get to the boat and over the choppy sea and winds, uh... And like a mile swim, they do a yodel, which there's no fucking way they would have heard that from the like mile away. But that's Swiss. But it's the one time the movie yeah. remembers that they're Swiss, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then a better raft building mo montage for like 15 seconds, and then they get all their shit loaded up. But they gotta grab Mother Spinet, because that's important to have. Uh, While they grab make that, it to make clothes, I guess, but yeah. No, it's. I think that's the piano. Oh, that's the piano. That's right, because that's the, the harpsichord thing. And thing. that's the show when they're grabbing the spin that the dad takes her like best dress or whatever and shoves it into the, the New Year's dress. She was that's and that becomes a little bit of a plot point later. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that they make so, a spinning wheel. That's what I'm thinking of later. Yeah. But yeah. So things are getting choppy as fuck. In the ocean, and they still have time to grab the gold and load that up because he promised and whatever. Yeah. But then. Then things start to rock, and that spinet falls over, and the gold falls off into the ocean. And the 
Oh, that's right, they do lose the gold, Dad yeah. falls, and Jack jumps in to save his father and pulls him back to the raft, which I don't believe for a moment. Nope. Jack? Yeah. Nope. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... What's <laughs> the older son sitting there just kind of, like, staring at the water, just kind of like, eh, I could well, save him, but fuck them both. No, Fritz is back garden. Oh, that's mother. right, yeah, because I think they're also still not quite sure if there's, like, savages on the island, yeah. so she needs protection. So, yeah. So the boys cast off as his dad lays there, like, he's on his fainting couch back home, and the, the, the flying swan the goes first under thing the water. Was a fainting so couch. Old boats. Yeah. <laughs> but they get back to land safely, all doting on their daddy, because he got hoi. And then, later, days later, who knows, Ernest pulls a feather out of the goose, because he got it right, damn it, and he uses some berries to make ink, and then the baby drinks that ink. <laughs> oh! Funny scene. Great scene, guys. Much funny. Yeah, we totally needed this in the film. Anything, they thought this, anything they could get of the baby was gold. Oh, I hate you people. <laughs> so... Uh, oh, you know, I guess this does just uh, justify, because like I said, they still use the fact that uh, the lesbian's keeping a journal as a framing device, yeah. Uh, yeah. and so this does explain why, how he still has pen and ink, I guess. Yep. He writes, tomorrow we're going to explore the rest of the island. What fun. <laughs> the next day arrives and they <laughs> find a fucking How do you write that and still ostrich? keep that inflection? What fun. Not just what, what fun. fun, but what fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. God. Uh, the next. The next day they find an ostrich, because, yeah. They beat it to death for fun. So Ernest names it Henry, because it looks like one of the boys at school. Who the fuck does he go to school with? <laughs> Look at these people, like, goddamn, the fucking... Yeah, who knows, it's fucking Napoleonic England. Yeah, the fucking... I wouldn't be a bit surprised. So, the island is fucking awesome. Sugar cane, pomegranates, good soil, it's all They're super lucky they hype. come back, and this is like, if you're ever gonna get stranded on an island, this is the island to get stranded on, because, yeah. And they were lucky enough mm -hmm. to save, like, all the animals, that, like, uh, on the boat, too, because, like, they've got like, yep. all the sheeps, all the pigs, all the goats, yeah. Mm-hmm. The mom don't like it, though. They're getting nearer and nearer to savage states and Jake smarms. I hope we don't come to nose rings and annoying coughs, mother. Hey, Jack, go fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck yourself. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, they build a house. Wait, not a house. A home. And, oh, father, won't it be fun to build a house in the trees? Oh, father, what fun we will have. Oh, hmm, ha. Ernest, you fucking dweeb, shut up. So they the do build... You know, this actually justifies, too, because they also... I think the dad also points out that, like, the whole back-ass end of the ship is washed up in, like, in a lagoon nearby, which explains mm -hmm. how they already have all these finished planks of wood and stuff like that to start building. Like, mm -hmm. at first, they mm -hmm. seem to carve some steps out of, like, mud or something like that. But then, like, is this... Do they, they do have the whole house-building montage right here, right? I believe so. Yeah, and then they... Well, first first the dad flies a flag and says some shit Oh, because they've whatever. got this something... I forgot, some kind of religious shit. And then, it's like... This fucking absolute unit of a father hollows out a tree that makes redwoods look small with his own hands in like a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Madness. And then his wife tries to cook and she dumps like a pound of salt into some soup with some wild honey. Well, because she's no. all like, oh, cookies, what... Like, I can't remember it's her or one of the kids are like, cooking's just putting things in hot water, isn't it? And like, yeah, yeah it turns out she cooks like a fucking idiot because she's never, she's never yeah. cooked before in her life. And so mm -hmm. everyone's trying to eat the food and the smile while well, she's like, oh, no, er I fucked er up the Hold food. on, hold on, hold on, though. The Ernest has the baby try it. He hates it, throws the spoon away, which a donkey bites, and then it neighs like a horse okay, because donkeys yeah. do that. 
And then at dinner, they got all fucking dressed up like a bunch of assholes, and they try it, and they all have terrible poker faces at how bad this soup is. And then she's like, oh, it can't be that bad. And then she tries it, and it's terrible. It's almost as bad as how much they'll be shitting their pants with horrible diarrhea all day next day. Uh-huh. From the bad seafood she made them. Oh, man. And she cries, old, old-timey crying, and the dad is like, It's cool, baby, we're all learning and shit. Next time, just fucking chill with the honey and the salt. Fuck, man, come on. And then later, Jack deals with a donkey as Ernest rides an ostrich around like an asshole, and that scene ends. Yeah, and, this, and then the, the montage of them building the yeah, house. Yeah, this is the excuse big... me, their home. And you see, like, I did, yeah, you see that they're both the uh, like, they're they're like cutting down trees and making uh, wooden planks, but they're also like they've cannibalized the, all the bits of the 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 pirate ship they were well, not pirate ship, but it might as well be a pirate ship pirate ship they were on, and it actually does look cool when they're finished. You get to see that they took a whole aft. Of the pirate ship and like made like an attic out of it. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful matte painting. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, that they live on a matte painting island, so it makes sense that their house is just mostly a matte painting too. But it's totally like Hook. It's like the Never Tree and Hook where the Lost Boys mm-hmm. live. It's that mm-hmm. kind of like shit. I can totally see why, like, how, especially if you're remaking this in 1960 with Disney at the helm, how you would get like super fanciful with. The Swiss Family Robinson home, and I could see why you would turn that into a... I guess it's not a ride, but like an exhibit at Disneyland. I could totally see the, the justification for that, and that's... We haven't even... Yeah. I'm assuming, like, yeah, the 1960 versions even puts this one to shame, but... Maybe. Did, did Have you yeah. liked the, 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 the Swiss Family Robinson house? When you it see, was fine. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of heights, so there were sections oh, okay, of it that yeah. I was like, Ah, I don't know about this. <laughs> not a good fine. idea. Yeah, so, um... So Jack laments that uh, he would have gone far as gentleman of fashion. Yeah, sure you would have, Jack. No time for that, though. Fritz will smoke his first pipe tonight. Ooh. I, with the tobacco that's also growing on this place, I guess. Yeah, so unless they manage to catch, like... They're all eating dinner at this time. They're still dressed in their and, clothes, too. Mm-hmm. So then Jack makes a toast and rips his armpit. <laughs> and they all toast the king and then the queen of their island and... These people are fucking such dorks. And then they want to play some music, and the dad says something gay and jolly, and the mom says, Gay? Have you met our sons? That's the only kind of music they know! She does a little shucking and jive dance. (laughs) (laughs) But her piano's out of tune, what with all of her New Year's dress fabric being stuffed in there. And she gets all weepy, and Ernest is like, A ship will come someday, mother. Someday. And then later, their clothes are starting to look like shit, so I guess maybe they're leather workers now, because fucking white people can do they, anything. They suddenly, this is the jump in the movie where they go from just, like, a bunch of dandies to, like, now they're, like, suddenly, like, yeah, they're, like, professional leather workers. They're, they're, like, skinning the hides and, like, stripping all the fur mm-hmm. off and everything like that. Well, and like, okay, this, this well, is the part where the well, movie first, starts to take a turn for the unbelievable. Even more yeah, than, even, uh, yeah, oof. Fritz is going to take a gun and go shoot some animals and get the leather from them. And the, the, uh, Ernest writes in his thing, None of us dare leave camp while Fritz hunts for our buckskin clothes. Yesterday he mistook father for an antelope. I don't think Fritz would have made a very good soldier. Yeah, no shit. If he's thinking his fucking 
schlubby-ass dad is a graceful antelope. Also, you think they would have run out of sh- bullets at, like, two weeks into this thing, so he's, like, firing, like, seashells. Are you kidding? These gun. people are amazing. They can make their own bullets. God, yeah. So, yes, magically so they, they have the knowledge of how to hunt and kill, and they're all fucking Davy Crockett and, and shit. Yeah. And traps, and they're son of such men now, and dad's like, we're much better off here than on this island than we are back home. And he tells his wife, you could be happy here if you tried, and she's like, you i've tried my ass off but no time for that squabble look the ostrich laid an egg <laughs> it is weird how they suddenly deflect that with that because like they're having an interesting conversation it's the most interesting conversation in the film so far and suddenly it just gets deflected with egg shit and like it's yeah. never really yeah no nope. brought to any kind of satisfying conclusion or anything like that yeah yeah and then a slight montage of people doing shit but oh no the house is on fire it's not on fire it's just jack smoking fritz's pipe like a real asshole and he, they're like, you're not old enough to smoke. And he says, oh, yeah, look at these. Three chest hairs I grew, which Fritz promptly rips out. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, Fritz. Okay, we definitely are your father's son, you fucking yeah. asshole. Yeah. Yep, and then and they then run then away then... and fucking the lesbian, she picks up the pipe, too, and she takes a hit. And then, yep. yeah. That's... And then later, during a storm, the Dweebo's practicing his French and looks out the window and is like, Oh, what terrible rain! It's so wet! Oh, oh no! Well, such sad sacks of shit! And the mom is like, Hey, Dad, let's build a boat! At least then it's something we can look forward to! And then he's like, Well, we could, but, you know, it would take a year to... Oh, well, who would pilot the boat? Me? I couldn't pilot the boat. Oh, I mean, we wouldn't know where we were going! Any excuse I can make to stay on this island. Yeah, God, Dad. <laughs> and so, uh, but then a trap goes off outside, and oh no, it's the baby. Nobody was watching this fucking toddler. Just wa- he just wandered into a trap on this dangerous island. And Mom's like, oh, I can't handle this shit. I can't believe it. Oh, and she runs away. He could have been killed. <laughs> yeah, and the dad's so the dad... like looking off into the distance, and he like realizes his son could have gotten murdered, but suddenly he looks mm-hmm. out of focus in this terrible shot that they didn't focus yeah. correctly. Yeah, and then exactly. that's when he realized that, okay, maybe we need to build a boat to well, get out of here. No, no, it's not. No, because he goes no, because he goes up to talk to her and is like, "Why do you blame me?" Oh, and she's like, and he's still "Bitch, you are to games. blame." Fucking yeah, she's Christ. like, "You are to blame." You know, I used to love you once, and he says, "You don't love me anymore." And she's like, "I can't imagine why." How how can I? You took me from the only life I ever knew, and then this this what did you expect? Oh, emotions! So he goes outside and stares for like fifteen minutes. That's and all the sad, shot. Yeah. for a while, and he's like, "Oh, this tree will make a really good mast." So maybe then his wife will love him again. Jesus and since they're all white, they automatically know how to build a boat. I guess they so. Got a big old pole and everything. Like, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yep. And then there's sound effects of forty-year-old women crying like babies. Stagehands. Oh wait, no. A joint storm is coming. <laughs> Be nice to the stagehands. <laughs> so okay, so uh, he mentions to Ernest, "Yeah, your wife or your mom, she's happy now. She's gonna be really happy when she gets to leave this island on this boat." And his son's like, "Huh, I don't think Dad wants to leave." And then a giant storm is coming, blowing shit all to pieces. Forty-year-old women are crying like babies. Stagehands are throwing animals. It's fucking chaos around here. And then shit gets too crazy. It's actually not that bad, but it's not that no. impressive either. But yeah, shit gets too crazy. They all flee the house, which is promptly destroyed. Then yeah. a giant tree falls on the boat. 
in the progress in the boat in progress crushing it and he just stares with he's it. just <sighs> like it is like a moment of doom of like because that look on that dad's face is not good i i couldn't <laughs> no. tell if he was so, like that this was going to be the thing that like breaks his mind or it turns out it's the opposite thing what a fucking guess, asshole yeah. this dad is well Christ he, almighty. he goes over to his family and his wife the mom is like oh curse you curse you you stupid ass island and he says shut up this is all this is all because god wanted to die uh, <laughs> so he's glad of it he they he would be dares so... to believe it was god's will that brought us here and make my sons into men oh and then he says god. i dared listen to you and for a little while you was too strong for me you persuaded me to build a boat and then god's lightning destroyed it well i'll never be tempted of of weakness again <laughs> what a fucking piece of that's human what the garbage. mom would be absolutely justified just grabbing a rock and just beating him to death with it right <laughs> yeah. i'm right right there like yeah i don't think the sons would probably even protest that much either It'd be like well dad was gonna fucking kill us so mm -hmm. we need to get so, the fuck out of here yeah but the next day he's like we'll start over again with less than before Maybe we had too much last time. Yeah, too much, yeah. It's, in, it's impressive how one man can suck so much. Oh, God, maybe... So then a, yeah. then a rebuilding montage, and Jack is like, Look, mother, look at mother, because she's spinning yard for wool and looks miserable well, doing been, it. Well, they build a spinning wheel yeah. for her, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. And he says, I once thought a woman had to be idle in order to be beautiful. Fuck, Jack, why don't you just go kiss her neck and call her sweet again, you creep? <laughs> so... Ernest and the baby chase a butterfly into a comical spider den with giant spider webs everywhere. And then somebody jiggles and wiggles a toy spider down on a string. It is... I mean, what is... I mean, if stuck in 1940 with, like, limited technology, I don't know if I can think of a better idea how to do that spider thing. Yeah. But it is just, like, yeah. It is totally and like a the... magic shop spider that attacks him. Well, and, and then, then they the do the thing because the baby sees it before Jack does. Yep. And the 40-year-old woman says, Spider! Spider! It, it bites down on that book. <laughs> like, he him it's it like he grabs to grab it like he's wrestling with it, which is actually kind of funny. Then he beats it to shit with a stick. Spider! You went oh. spider's house and was like tearing its web apart to get it a fucking butterfly. What yeah. the fuck are you doing beating that spider to death with it? You could see I this. can't believe the spider was in this room with all these spider webs. Jesus Christ, kid. For someone who's supposed to be so well-read and such a bookworm, you think you'd... Oh, Jesus. Anyway. The kid's bit so now. So then his vision gets fuzzy, and oh no, the drama, he fall down. He passes out. The toddler cannot wake him. So the toddler runs around with the subtitles just saying babbles. Yeah. So the groans. family's washing what clothes. What do you know? It says <laughs> The family's washed clothes on the bank of a pond or whatever. The dad tells mom her hands are still soft and beautiful, but before he can ask for a handy, the toddler comes up and pulls on his pant legs. He's trying to. He's like, oh, he's trying to tell us something. It's, yeah, he's yanking on your pant legs and your hands, trying to get you to follow. And they're like, no, use your words. Come on, what are you saying? What tell us? Tell us. And the baby just goes babbles, and then they follow. <laughs> Finally, after just they eventually do, and they all run and find Ernest all passed out, so they grab him. The dad takes a knife and stabs him in the neck and says, You gotta finish the job. Here's our first sacrifice to the island gods. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is God's will. I do the thing so, they always say, like, if you've ever been in Cub Scouts or anything like that, someone gets a poison bite, you're supposed to slice the skin and suck out the mm. the, 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 the poisonous I, blood. I thought and... you weren't supposed to suck out the That's shit, what the old timey. Th yeah. Advices. I'm sure that's not the what you're really supposed to do, but like, yeah. Have you ever seen and a Jack cowboy movie and someone gets bit by a rattlesnake? That's what they always do. Yeah. 
Jack says, good thing you were here, father. I would have just kissed him softly on the neck like a real creepo. I would so, have suckled his flesh. All it takes is one of his sons almost dying for this asshole to finally be like, this wouldn't have happened if we had just stayed in England. <laughs> and that's that like, son... yeah, like ten years later, he's suddenly like, <laughs> you <laughs> fucking idiot. This is like, this is, man, not to be all fucking political, but this is totally like straight white man dad, patriarchal, mm -hmm. like, no shit, asshole. Okay, boomer. Yeah. Fucking okay. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't look at the toddler and say, "You were supposed to be watching him." Exactly. Yeah. This so, is everyone's fault uh, but mine. Yep. So, uh, the son has sad phases. He's all fevery and it's like, Aah. well, they draw out the drama because, like, they're waiting yeah, to see the if he's gonna survive or not. Out the window and looks up to the sky and says, "Ha, God, how have I sinned?" And the next morning, they're all at his, or the mom and dad are still at his bedside, and Ernest opens his eyes and smiles at them, and he goes, bleh, and passes out again, <laughs> looking all <laughs> bad, and the, the mom starts weeping, and the other boys rush up, and mom is going, boo-hoo-hoo, and his dad looks at them all seriously and he says, the fever's broken. He'll live. What a stupid juke out. Like, no, you're supposed, the audience is supposed to be like, oh, no, he died. Yeah. Fuck you, I wonder movie. if this actually happens in the book that way or what, but, yeah. Mm. I guess we'll find out, or at least, maybe not what happens in the book, but we're gonna see how the, I, we still gotta do the Disney remake of this someday, so we'll get to see how they, yeah. t if they, that that's still the same uh, storytelling swerve in that version mm -hmm. of the movie, too, so. So, later, the older boys are collecting seashells. Here comes the abrupt the... ending of the film. Uh-huh, yeah. welcome to the 19, late 1930s, early 40s. Yeah, I'm watching so it now, there's morning... literally just like five minutes left in the film. Mm -hmm. yeah. The oldest boys are collecting seashells on the beach to sell at the Nook Boys uh, shop when they notice a ship in the distance. And they, they you shit know, this their is kind of Animal Crossing, because you're like on a desert island, having to chop shit, craft shit, selling things to animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually. Yep, yeah. they shit their pants at light speed and jump on their canoe and haul out to the boat and just a montage of them smiling <laughs> and other people smiling back at them. <laughs> it's a weird montage because, like, yeah, yeah, like, you never see them actually talking to the people. They're just, like, they're like, hey, nope. hey, hey, everybody. And then suddenly <laughs> yep. they're running out. They're back on the alley running to, to, to mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And then um, they run back to the island and inform the family and Napoleon's been defeated. Peace is in Europe now. Oh, it's a better world. But uh, the dad's dumb kid, or the dumb kids are like, "Oh, it's a pity to leave all this. Do we have to?" And the dad's like, "All right, boys and men, now, and your mom will find a new, better husband—one that doesn't look like Dewey Cox." And Ernest <laughs> wants to stay too, for reasons. And then the mom asks, "Ah, oh, you want me to go?" I mean, that is pretty great casting for the dad, because normally you'd think it would be kind of a big strapping dude, and not a guy who looks like a fat bank teller would be the dad in the story yeah. like again if you made this today it would be the rock not dewey cox but yeah i'm yeah. sorry i got distracted by you oh no you're fine <laughs> and the mom's like hey don't you, you want me to go and he's like hasn't that always been your wish and she wanders off and dad looks confused and follows and she's like you thought i could leave you all my life is with you and then they hug because heaven forbid a married couple kiss on screen and then there's the two oldest boys are going, because, uh, whatever. And then someday, they'll come back with their wives and children to visit. And the dad says, now that the island's been discovered, it's just a matter of time before it's crawling with white people to clean it off its natural resources and utterly destroy it. The yeah, he gets to complain their... to everyone else about how the island's being gentrified in five years from now when yeah. everyone else is moving there, I guess, yeah. Yep, the boys hug their father, and 
Once they're on the boat, they wave goodbye to their family, and the mom says, You've done your work well, William. They'll never forget. And then the camera pans up to the flag that they set earlier in the movie, and it ends. And anything... Huh. I'm, I'm honestly shocked that mom never confronted the dad about, like, what was his ultimate plan here? Because if he wanted... Yeah. Assuming he wanted everyone to stay on the island, that, like... Like, yeah, his sons, I mean, they would, they, they, they might, they might grow up to be strapping young men, but in service of what? It's not like they're ever going to have wives or families, they're all just going to die there. Like, so at some point, like, for his sons growing up to become strapping men to have any value, they would have to find a way to leave the island. And yeah. so, I just, it, it doesn't, I don't know. And the, this movie, the story really does paint the dad is being a psychopath, even though they're not going out of their way to do that just by accident. I wonder how much of that is at, in the original oh, book. Oh, I think it, I, I don't. I think back when this movie came out, I think people would have been on his side. Well, yeah, like, that's yeah. it. But not now, like it's He's just like right oh my in God. all the ways. It's it's just raging uh, patriarch psychopath bullshit. Yeah, looking at today's day, and you don't have to be super liberal or anything to see that. Like, like the dad's the fucking not so secret villain of this movie. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I mean, I guess it is, that is what happens in the book, though, that the sons go off, or at least two of the sons go off. I don't know why the fucking book, I guess, I guess their life is gonna get, like, at least, it's not like, them staying on the island, they're not gonna have to be, they are gonna have more people there and stuff, like, there's there's gonna be more infrastructure in the future, so it's not just, like, they, they don't have to worry about dying there if they don't want to, but still, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's not a very good movie. It's not, you know what, considering that it's a shitty 1940 film that Disney, well, I can't even say inherited. They, they stole it practically. Uh, yeah. I, it could have been worse. Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely could have been worse. Um, it's, it's completely, it's watchable, but, uh, it's watchable, man, it's, but it's, it's full it's, of unlikable people. I mean, it's interesting for a movie that we would have never watched had ne- no. hadn't it just been in our, 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 I, our, in our path. Uh, I don't think we would have even known it existed. Decade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, none of. Although it is interesting that is a, that is our first non-Disney thing technically that we've run yeah. across. Because yeah, I thought that was always going to be. Uh oh my god, they're still adding no. Oh okay, no, I'm still going through the Disney through the. Yeah, wait, no, wait. I think they're still hmm? adding more Disney it... shorts. I think Probably. there's more shorts here than there were just even the last time we recorded. Uh, I don't. Hmm. Hmm. Early to bed. That's new. Canine Cat. Oh, I think that was their last time. But regardless, our next uh, Disney through the decades thing, we're gonna take mm-hmm. a quick break next time, because technically we're go- it's still s- technically Disney through the decades related, but it also mm. is going to this awful April month that we've been recording this month has been a little staggered because with everything <sighs> that's going on in the world, we didn't want to like we just weren't really up to talking to a whole full month's worth of awful shit. But mm. you, this—I think this is a good, great idea. Who knows that the? Oh, good. Might be th- I didn't. I didn't know if you'd be like. Ugh. Uh, I am still. Uh, this movie may be so terrible that we might regret this, this decision. I, but yeah. I've seen it a couple times. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm glad to see. Okay. So, so I, I know it's bad, but it'll <laughs> there'll be plenty to talk about. Yeah. If you want to talk about some unlikable characters, it's gonna be uh next. So I had the grand idea. I was like, you know, we just did Snow White, and I kind of, and we're leaving the 1930s with the Swiss Family Robinson from 1940. So, I was curious as to what uh, other studios were doing at the time, in you know, comparable to Snow White. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
And the one I could think of that was for sure a thing that's available. The most well-known counterpoint to to Snow White that was out there of that time is... Mm -hmm. The 1939 Gulliver's Travels from the Fleischer Studios. And I think that was pretty much the thing that sank the Fleischer Studios. They did a couple things after that. I think they did, like, Mr. B Goes to Town or whatever the fuck. Yeah, there's some bug one. This is the one real case where another studio swinging for the fences like Snow White and landing on their fucking faces. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. It, the whole thing's on YouTube. We're probably just going to be watching it there. Yeah. I doubt I could probably even find a decent copy of it in the internet dumpster, even though to actually the pirate bay just came back online last night. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Uh, I can't imagine there's like a high res version of it anywhere. Exactly, yeah. Uh, the, whoever ripped it and dumped it to YouTube, that's probably the version, the highest version we're ever going to see. But. Uh, yeah, that'll be an interesting counterpoint to, yeah, ne- next week's episode is going to be, yeah, the, the Fleischer Brothers Gulliver's, uh, Gulliver's, uh, Travels, which is going to be interesting, because our next Disney Through the Decades thing after that is going to be Pinocchio, and then there's Fantasia, so that's a pretty mm-hmm. good, oof, I mean, we'll probably, like, I- I'll still probably end up doing an episode after Gulliver's Travels before we come back to Disney Through the Decades, but, like, yeah. in terms of, like, this specific, this, 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 this track of the podcast... That's what the, the the future of the next couple episodes of the Disney Through the Decade stuff looks like. Yeah, Gulliver's Travels, Pinocchio, and then Fantasia, which that's a hell of a triple feature. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, don't bother with this movie. It's, it's, you it's can okay. watch the first watch the first ten minutes just to get a feeling of these absolute tools. I mean, like calling you know their mother a duck and. Watch it so you have some context for this podcast, because I can't imagine listening to this podcast without having seen the film, and it's like, okay, I guess it's our shitty way of narrating the Swiss Family Robinson story, I guess, but yeah. I guess. Oh, God. I I felt like I had seen Fritz and something else we've done. Uh, Fritz, I think they said he was in the Magnificent Amber. He was. Yeah, which is funny that you brought that up at the start. He was George, the piece of shit. George. (laughs) All pieces of shit in that movie. Yeah, but he's the main piece of shit. Is he? Okay, yeah. Yeah, the kid that we hated so much. So, so it's much. Funny. So that's funny that he still had an Orson Welles link after that, so... Yeah. Yeah, so, and yeah, that was yeah. Orson Welles' he's... first uh, theatrical feature credit, yeah. I guess, too, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the end of the world. Well, it could have been worse, but... No, yeah. So, he's muttered on Twitter. I'm the Grub Turtle on Twitter. Target Podcast on Twitter. TargetPodcast.com. Shares around. Whatever. Get yourself watching some Disney. Because what not? Yeah. Yeah. Disney. Yeah. Uh, let us yeah. know how you're doing in Animal Crossing. Because I'm assuming almost everyone's playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. 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 Everybody. If Twitter's any indication, everybody is playing Animal Crossing. Literally, yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. And, um... Yeah. Yeah, wish me luck as I try to sell half a million uh, bells worth of turnips. I never play the Woo-hoo! stock market, but I just splurged this no. morning because uh, if I had remembered to buy turnips last week, I could have made a fortune this week. Holy shit! Mm. I, there were, Did you I, have a high price? Th- well, no, not even me, but two people I know a follow on Twitter were both like, "Oh, I'm selling bells for like for five hundred bells. Uh, so my turnip prices are five hundred bucks a piece." And I was like, "That's oh, a lot." That's what I'm saying. I. Dude, that happened twice this week. And I was like, oh, mm. fuck. Not that I should be holding out for 500 bells, but, like, well, we'll see what happens. I, I Even I if wish. I just break even at this point, it would be a minor miracle. But, yeah, I never play the stock market because that's such a fraught no. thing. But, um, Me either. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to have to do it to eventually get those sweet, sweet nook points, and I'm sure there's one for playing the stock market. Uh, that's right. I forgot. I love how you min-maxing stuff and with all the... Yeah, that's a good point, actually. 
And you <laughs> still barely anyway. spent any of your nook points, right? Hey, just because I... No, I got, I'm down to 90,000. Oh, that's actually a... Wait, didn't you have like 200,000 before or something like that? No, I had 110. Jesus. Oh, that's right, because you were talking about how you were afraid to like break down below like the 100... Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back into the 90s. That psychological but I did barrier. It. I yeah, did I totally it. understand I that. The kind of the OCD gaming thing. Yeah. So, anyway, next time we're going to be Gullivore's Travels. Um, yeah. It's yeah, on YouTube. Like I said, yeah, just Google Gullivore's Travels. Look look for the old timey Flasher version. Um, yep. It's not the Jack Black version. I forgot there no, was like or Ted the, or Dancing. Or the Ted Dancing version. Yeah, yeah, which I saw that when it aired, and I didn't realize that's over like 25 years old. And I'm like, oh my god, I thought that was still like relatively mm. newish, but. I also forget that, like, TV movies haven't been a thing for 20 years either, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, alright, so, uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, nothing funny to say. Oh, wait, what? no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What did you do? I almost forgot. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast and you enjoy the comic oldness of it all, we don't have a Patreon, but you can go support Bill's Patreon. Oh, no. He started one up for his art. Bill, yeah. How do people find your Patreon? I uh, just, I think I'm just Patreon.com/slash/mudron. My last name M-U-D-R-O-N, and that's it. Yeah, hmm. it's a really uh, simple stripped down. I've got like a one dollar tier, five dollar tier, and a ten dollar tier. Uh, almost hmm. everything is just unlocked at the one dollar tier. The other two tiers are pretty much just gratuity tiers. Um, although I think for the five dollar tier, uh, I'm going to be throwing out some coupons. So if people, you know, want a discount on the stuff I make. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll be sending, I, I try to send out coupons as soon as people start signing up for the Patreon, but they, I don't think they're going to let me do that until the first month has passed or like until I've charged mm -hmm. for my first batch of Patreon stuff, but which happens mm -hmm. on the first of every month. So, uh, but yeah, after that happens, I'll be sending out coupons. I think I'm going to try to do like wallpaper and desktop uh, versions of some of my artwork that I can send out to the $5 Patreons. And I should probably think of something I could do for the $10 Patrons other than just saying, Hey, thanks for the money. I've got a couple of them. Now I feel a little bad. But, I mean, they knew what they signed up for, but, you know, I still want to yeah. give people money for their... You, just, you need to make a $500 level where you go to over to people's house and shit in their Mickey toys. <laughs> it is funny that I still see some of the big-time YouTubers and social media people will have, like, $1,000 a month tiers, and no one ever takes them up on that stuff, because it's just like, yeah. Assuming Why that, like, you? Steven Spielberg or, like, Steve Jobs is going to follow them on Patreon and wants to, like, single-handedly <laughs> fund everything they do. Somebody's gonna oops, a doodle accidentally do it with uh, the money. To do. Yeah, that's the anyway, thing, man. Yeah. Fucking everyone I know who makes stuff for a living, everyone's hurting hard. Well, everyone's hurting hard now, too, with the coronavirus. No one's buying anything these days, so there's yeah. gonna be a land rush on Patreon in the next month or so. So, oh, God. So, if you've got the means, go, go throw Bill some yeah, money. I'll do my best. I'm gonna at least post weekly updates, and I've got a poll up now, too, uh, asking people what they would like me to uh, focus on first because. The th big things I have on deck right now are there's a, the Simpsons map of Springfield, which that's the big thing I should be getting done. And I've got a couple of other options. The Animal Crossing museum map and, and some things like that. And so, yeah. yeah. And anyway, thank you for reminding me. Thank you, Daniel, for putting... I would have never thought to mention that on the podcast. Well, that's because you're terrible at... <laughs> I am terrible at self-promoting, so... Self-promoting, I just yep. like making stuff. I'm not so, so much for talking about making stuff, yeah. No. And, yeah, because you'll be no. like, oh, yeah, I'm getting ready for Nutcracker again next week, and if people want to come, that's cool, but I don't know. No more of that, thank you. Yeah. Now, now that you're yeah. old with a child to raise, you don't got the time or... Mm, hell's no. Yeah. Although you, All you, right, so... you, you did that for a long time, though, right? Yeah, almost 20 years. Yeah, that, that sounds like a long time for a dancer. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, I'm way past my prime. So, yeah. anyway. Anyhow. 
Speaking of past its prime, we gotta end this episode. Okay. So, uh, until next time, you feel your pop culture puzzles. This is a very species of me and Mrs. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, Get out of here. Go away. We'll see you. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Take care. How are you? Honk, honk, bitches. Babbles. <laughs> Babbles. Babbles. Groans in the mooing Mooning intense. Mooing, mooing intensifies. Yeah. Uh, if we ever have to change the name for the podcast for uh, podcast for legal reasons, mooing intensifies will not be the worst. Idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Take care, guys.